DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Missionary Benedictines of Christ the King Priory, presents The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vildi. Father Mauritius did his philosophical, theological, and doctoral studies in Rome. He is the author of numerous books, including I Want to Understand You, Encountering Foreign Worlds with the Little Prince, The New Image of God's Image, Meister Eckhart on Image and Theology, Peter and Paul, Models of Decision-Making, and On the Way, Benedict's Journey for Spiritual Maturity. Father Mauritius also serves as the prior of Sant'Anselmo's in Rome. The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vildi. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We are going to be discussing the Benedictine rule in relation to our lives today and how it can be very countercultural. Talk to us a bit about how the rule can be something that's so effective in our lives. Mm-hmm. I would love to do this. I would love to share with you some pearls of the rule of St. Benedict um, to give you a taste what the spirit of St. Benedict could mean for us today. Mm. And I would like to start with maybe not a big thing, not with a high ideal, uh, for example, obedience or humility, these great values, but with something kind of basic and worldly, (laughs) because this already catches something about the Benedictine spirit that Benedictines like to be practical and down-to-earth. So I would like to start with the question, do I get enough in my community? And the alternative that St. Benedict offers us is that we should put into materialism gratitude. St. Benedict gives us an alternative model how to deal with things. And he places, instead of materialism, gratitude. And I would like to read to you the chapter number 34 that is on the distribution of goods according to need. St. Benedict says, It is written, Distribution was made to each one as he had need. This is a quotation from the Acts of the Apostles. By this we do not imply that there should be favoritism, God forbid, but rather consideration for weaknesses. Whoever needs less, should thank God and not be distressed. But whoever needs more should feel humble because of his weakness, not self-important because of the kindness shown him. In this way, all the members will be at peace. First and foremost, there must be no word or sign of the evil of grumbling, no manifestation of it for any reason at all. If, however, anyone is caught grumbling, let him undergo more severe discipline. These words I really find provocative for 
for today. Because we all are trained to be consumers. This is the ideal in our society. The ideal person is the one who consumes the most. So the well-being of our society is measured after how much we consume. And St. Benedict kind of turns this upside down. For him, it is a weakness if we need much. As he says, whoever needs less should thank God and not be distressed. So when we figure out that we need don't need this and that, that is a reason to rejoice and to be glad. And we shouldn't be sad about that at all. And then Benedict says, but whoever needs more should feel humble because of his weakness, not self-important because of his kindness shown to him. So if somebody needs more than somebody else, he should be thankful as well that he can have it and not feel kind of entitled to have it, to have the right to have it. For Benedict, it's a weakness if you need more. You should have it if you really need it. That's not a problem for him. But you should know that it's even better if you need less material things. You might wonder how this um, is practiced in a monastery in a, in a concrete way. Mm -hmm. As you can imagine, there are so many different characters and Types of person, it's amazing. You find all types of all types of people, kind of people. And and some live really simple lives, others need more. And Saint Benedict appreciates us all, no matter if we need more things or less things. But he says your ideal should be to strive after needing less. So, when you figure out, oh, I don't need this, then be happy. When we need something, for example, money, or to buy shoes, or to do a journey, or whatever, then we go usually to the treasurer, to the seller, how it is called in our monasteries, he is called, and we ask him, could I have some money for to buy this and this and that. And then usually the treasurer asks, do you really need it? It's kind of the standard question. Sometimes you are angry about this question because you have discerned already that you need it, but it's good to have somebody who asks you, do you really need it? And maybe you take a break again and think about it. Do I really need this other pair of shoes? Do I really need this to visit this person, to do this journey, to buy this book, to buy this device? And sometimes when you pray and sleep and pray again, you find, oh, I don't, no, I not necessarily need it. And the wonderful thing is that you 
that you sense, oh, now I'm even more free than before. Because all these things that we, with which we surround us can also make us dependent from those things. Everything in our culture, Father, tells us that we do need those things, that we must have this in order to be happy. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the big, I hate to be so cynical, but the big marketing hook mm -hmm. is that where you're at right now, how can you possibly be content and be at peace and be happy because you don't have this? Mm -hmm. Whether it's the car, whether it's the trip, whether it's the home, whether, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Is there something in that particular teaching then that would help us be the remedy to seek that happiness? Mm -hmm. I think what you just mentioned is so human. Everybody wants to have more. It's kind of human. It's probably part of our human art to survive. So here comes the beauty of the Benedictine life he wants, and of the Christian life in general. St. Benedict wants us to live in the presence of God. He says the only really important one in our lives is God. And so when you see all your needs in the light of his presence, it is possible that you find out I don't really need that and I can be happy without this and that. You feel lighter, you feel freer, you feel even happier. There's a real acknowledgement that what you have is a blessing mm -hmm. and taking right. time to appreciate that blessing right. is really vital, isn't it? Right. It is. So we We cannot use all the things we have at the same time, for example, you know. What can you use at the same time? Only one tool or one device. Or... So it's wonderful that you mentioned the blessing. St. Benedict sees... Blessing is a very important word for St. Benedict. Benedicere, Latin means to bless. So he himself was named the Blessed Benedict. He sees... His life, he sees the life of a Christian as a blessing. So he wants to open our eyes and to look at everybody and everything and to see the blessing that is already there. I don't need another thing, another person or whatever. The blessing that is already there is sufficient. But if I really find a need, then I should go ahead and ask for it. But while asking for it, I still stay in the attitude of gratitude, of thankfulness. So I don't feel entitled to have this, but I open my, my hands and receive it from God and from my community. That attitude of gratitude, that's the real center point in that balancing, that teeter-totter, isn't it? Mm -hmm. 
between mm-hmm. do I need to have this, do mm-hmm. I, I don't need to have mm-hmm. it, I can mm-hmm. give this up. And the giving up may benefit the one who needs it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, St. Benedict says we shouldn't have anything that is superfluous. So in Latin, the word for superfluity is uh, luxury, luxuria. The question is, does luxury really make us happy? St. Benedict would say no. You become happy if you just get what you need now. Our daily bread, the daily love you receive from your brother, your sister, that is what makes you happy because this is what, what, what you need. And everything else should be given away, as you said, to the poor, to those who need it. <laughs> you know, if you would follow this example, actually the world would look a little bit better, I would say. And St. Benedict says in this chapter, in this way all the members of the community will be at peace. This is the secret of being at peace in a community, that everybody gets what he needs. Not what he wants to have, (laughs) necessarily, but what he really needs. So if you take away things from somebody, if you take away something that somebody needs, he may start a war because he needs it. Instead, if you give him what he really needs, you will be in peace with him. So this is how a Benedictine community is set up, that everybody gets what he needs because this creates peace. Everybody's content, everybody's satisfied. It's enough what I have. And again, it is not about what we have. For example, there's uh, one confrere in my original monastery in Germany who is a big fan of Greece. He likes Greece. He's kind of, he just needs the climate, the island, and he, he knows everything about Greek history and And it's even more than a hobby. It's really that he, maybe his soul kind of resonates to this Greek people. And I don't know what it is. He knows, probably. But what he knows is that he kind of needs it. So he asks the abbot time and again, can I fly again to to Greece? You know, this is a big thing for for a monk. It's not so (laughs) taken for granted that you can journey to, to this beautiful island. But the abbot felt... And feels it is not good for him, it is important for him. And he grants him this journey, and he, and so this brother is in peace. And by respecting that the other needs more or less, the community is in peace. So the opposite would be that I'm envious. You know, why can he fly to Greece? But I cannot. Sure you can. If you need it, ask for it, and you will get it. Not a problem. By the way, the Benedictines haven't taken the vow of poverty, other than the Franciscans, for example. So, because the monastery needs things too, the whole community needs, maybe if you run a school, you need a big facility, otherwise you cannot run a school. 
these are huge assets that monastery can have. But it's all about does the community need it? Do the people whom we serve really need it? And this is the criteria. And again, it's all driven by the deep belief that God gives us our daily bread, that the Father provides. So if this is true, that the Father gives to everybody what he needs, and again, the needs are different, then we should do the same and give everybody what he needs and accept these differences. There's a real respect for the dignity of each person and how they are uniquely created. Mm -hmm. Because when they are brought together in community, if that person has a need to, say, express himself mm -hmm. in art, or maybe it's working the field or in mm -hmm. handiwork, then that will ultimately, because it, we believe God brought that communion, that community together, mm -hmm. that that expression will ultimately serve and benefit mm -hmm. everyone in the community. Mm -hmm. Am I correct? Absolutely. This this is you just this is how I experience a Benedictine family and a Benedictine community. <laughs> It's so funny. We all wear the same habit. We look a little bit like soldiers, or it's a little bit uniform, but when you get to know the different monks, they are so different. It's incredible how different they are. <laughs> Not only their faces, but the people, the souls. And although the rule of St. Benedict is, can be so strict and can be so clear, and the rule creates an environment and a space for for flourishing personalities that people really can flourish and people are different and and this is acknowledged by the rule. Father, can you help us to understand what authentic humility is? What I just try to outline is needs really humility. The hard part is to ask the treasurer, <laughs> I need that. Ooh, you know, why can I just get it? <laughs> mm -hmm. But this uh, shall help us to learn real humility. What does humility mean? Humility is nothing else than acknowledging that we are in need, that we have limitations, that we have limits in our lives. Pride instead um, makes us bigger than we are. Humility helps us to see ourselves as we really are in the eyes of God and in the eyes of the others too. So actually, our, the brothers and sisters, they help us to, <laughs> to be humble because they show us, this is how you really are. No, no, I'm not like this. Mm, I guess you are. So they help you. And if you accept your limitations, um, that means you have learned Humility. It's actually not a difficult thing when you are there, but to get there, mm -hmm. it's humbling. <laughs> mm. Well, in, in addressing again that, mm -hmm. that materialism, mm -hmm. part of it is recognizing exactly what it is. Yeah. And that false, uh, how can I say, a voice 
that is saying that you need to have this, whether it's inside mm-hmm. of you or on the mm-hmm. outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gratitude ultimately, though, has to come from within first, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is very true. And gratitude is is a key to joy and happiness. So when you when you are in a grateful mood, your day is made. It's it's the perfect way to live, to be grateful. Because when you are grateful, you are already satisfied. You are you have already enough. You don't look out for tomorrow or the next big step. You are satisfied with what you have now. And this again is, is part of humility. Um, that you are at peace where you are and how you are and with whom you are and how you find yourself, even with your limitations. Would you say, Father, that part of that gratitude, the fact that we need to kind of anchor that itself in in our own discipline in in the interior first, Mm -hmm. that the exercising of that can really benefit from the discipline of prayer life, of anchoring it, I keep using the term anchoring it, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it seems it keeps us from Mm -hmm. drifting, but of whether it's the liturgy of the hours Mm -hmm. or spending time in a disciplined way, Mm -hmm. as in the monastery, to a a time of prayer, a time of -hmm. scripture, Mm -hmm. a time of that encounter that Mm -hmm. allows us that humility and gives us a key to gratitude. Yeah. I think a big part of it is just to be aware of what is there and to perceive it. Um, St. Benedict wants us to look deeper. There is already so much. And prayer helps. So these five or seven times a day when we stop and pray helps us to recognize what is there. Sometimes we so quickly run over the good things in a day. You you do not even notice what how many gifts, how many blessings you are receiving. But when you stop and pray and try to be in the presence of God, you become aware of all these blessings. And that gives you peace. And makes gives you hope for the next couple of hours before you pray again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it, it really is such an important practice for the Christian mm-hmm. out in the world because it will you will be inundated continually throughout your day. Whether it's in the car listening to a radio that has commercials mm-hmm. Or it's even sitting at a computer with a pop-up that comes up on your screen. Yeah. It, it just, we're inundated and surrounded, aren't we? Yeah, it is true. You can say it is always a little bit too much what the world offers us. So when I um, shared these thoughts with our oblates, they said, oh, just think about these uh, storage units you know, we all have too much in our homes. And they said, you know, we were trained like this in the 50s and 60s and 70s. 
buy and purchase and buy and consume. So we were kind of drilled like this. And now we find ourselves just with too much. And St. Benedict has, um, especially the time of Lent, to clear out uh, our houses and our rooms and our souls and to find out again what do we really need. And this is just a relief and a liberation if we get rid of things and make, hopefully, good use out of those things and share them with others. And if you cannot share them, just dump them. <laughs> but it is, as you said, it is just too much things, but also sounds and voices. And yeah, we don't need so much. And just to visit a, a word that you brought up earlier that I think is also very important for us to ponder is, is that idea of entitlement, mm -hmm. that I am entitled to this because everybody else has it. Mm -hmm. And stopping and just saying, do I really need that? Mm -hmm. that? That's important too, isn't it? That is true. Because this, this um, attitude of feeling entitled, this is not very social. It is not, has nothing to do with community life, with lo loving our neighbor. Because it's only about me, 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 me. So if I restrain from having more, if I'm able to say I don't need this, at the same time I open myself to the community, to the others, and acknowledge they also need something. So it's a question of justice and fairness as well. Um, I think entitlement is really pretty far away from how a Christian should act or be. Do you have any final thoughts on this remedy of gratitude to the culture of materialism? Mm -hmm. I think it is a journey like all things that St. Benedict recommends us to do or to be. It's not like that you that you are able to do this right away. It's an exercise. It's an exercise. So, for example, I think, in a way, when you become older, I don't know, I don't know if I can generalize this, but um, anyway, in a monastery, what I like to see when I look at elderly brothers, that they find this humility and find this uh, gratitude in their lives. They give up many things, they let go, and are still happy, or maybe even more happy and a good example to others. So what I want to say is, it is nothing that we could perfectly reach it's it's it remains to be a journey but when when you have started to go on this journey you will find that mm, you like to have more of that that sounds now paradox <laughs> mm -hmm. more of this becoming free and letting go i think that's a good paradox mm -hmm. thank you so much father you're very welcome 
You've been listening to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, A Spiritual Path for Today's World with Father Mauritius Vildi. To hear and or to download this conversation along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. You can also hear it on the free Discerning Hearts app available on the iTunes and Google Play stores. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi.